You have so little faith in yourself because you are unwilling to accept the fact that perfect love is in you, and so you seek without for what you cannot find within. Happy Friday! Um, (laughs) I don't even have like a flow for this podcast anymore. I'm strictly straight winging it, just stream of consciousness. I was in the shower and I had so many thoughts running through my head and I was kind of debating doing a podcast today and then I wasn't feeling it, but I have nothing else to do. Honestly, I live in New York and we had a nor'easter yesterday. There was like a foot of snow and many of my friends are quarantining because they think they have COVID. So I hope all of you are staying healthy and safe. And with the holidays coming up, people can tend to be a little bit more on edge. So I just figured, fuck it. I have about an hour to spare. So I just wanted to check in and speak what was on my mind. Again, I hope y'all are doing great. It's coming to the end of 2020, which will be another podcast in itself. But I thank you so much for the support, for liking, for sharing, for your questions, for following me. You can find me on everywhere that podcasts are found. And if you are interested, you can also follow me on Instagram and DM me your questions there. The show account is called Sup Witches Podcast and my personal account I'm back on the gram for about another week or two is the OG I don't have kick but this isn't about me this is about you and I hope you are well um the last couple of days have been interesting I was so bored yesterday that I did an at-home facial and I did a yoni steam which is called v-steam vaginal steaming and I've had so much time to myself the last two days that I feel really ready to go back to work. I wanted to take a month to soul search and I did commit to doing yoga for a month, which I'm super proud of. And my boyfriend and I took a pole dancing class last Saturday and I was thinking of maybe doing pole fitness, but I sprained my wrist in (laughs) while trying to do it and look sexy for my man while he was doing freaking flips and everything. So I don't know if that's right for me kind of excited I'm taking a bar class um if any of you are familiar with pure bar let me know your thoughts also was thinking of doing a show on plan b and birth control um I took emergency contraceptive for the first time in my life recently and my skin does not love it and it's just frustrating because if you listen to my last episode you know that I've been struggling with getting my hormones stabilized and I feel like right when my hormones were imbalanced my skin started clearing up I took emergency contraceptive and it kind of threw everything off kilter so the last few months have been a lot about healing and I am considering getting a copper IUD Paragard inserted in January when my insurance changes because I had an appointment to go get it done the other day. (laughs) Hence why my boyfriend and I had unprotected sex because I thought I would be in the clear only to find out that my insurance did not indeed cover it and it was going to cost me $1,500 and your girl's unemployed right now. So that's been a struggle in itself. I did not feel I had the funds to implant it and figured I could wait a couple weeks. So there's that. Uh, Let me know your thoughts if you ever taken the morning after pill, what your experience was, and especially if you have Paragard or you tried Paragard. I know everyone's different, but I'm just interested in learning more about it because 
I am a little frightened to get it done, not gonna lie. It seems a little bit invasive and I've heard a lot of pain and cramping and bleeding. And uh, I'm kind of a baby when it comes to pain, I'm kind of not. I uh, have enough tattoos and I've had enough piercings in my life to uh, withstand pain if I really want to, but some pain I would just rather not. So that's that. So today, I really wanted to talk about something I've been observing with my girlfriends lately, and this is FYI, not to cast judgment. I'm not coming from a place of righteousness or superiority. Trust me, ladies and gents, I've been there. But I want to talk about, are you blocking your soulmate? And the pitfalls to online dating, if you are on the dating apps, this will mostly apply to you. If you're not on the dating apps, uh, take it with a grain of salt because that's what I'm going to be referring to. So I find that a lot of people are subconsciously blocking their soulmate, as I've observed, and I can testify to this because I have manifested my soulmate into my life, and the last year has been very hard. Uh, quick recap, so I got pregnant in March. My boyfriend and I broke up in February, and I did have an abortion. Um, go ahead, judge me, hate me, but just know that you judging me for being selfish doesn't make you any better than me because if I am selfish, well then you're judgmental and who's to say one's better than the other. Anyway, I had an abortion, don't regret it. My boyfriend and I broke up and it was about a month, give or take, that I was single, thought I had some shit to heal, thought I healed it, and then I reverted back to the infamous Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, whatever. All that good stuff. If you hear meowing in the background, my cat loves to interrupt the podcast with his meows the second I start recording, so I do apologize. So I was on these dating apps, and, you know, I kind of narrowed it down to maybe two or three people, because I'm the type of girl that can't talk to more than, like, two people at a time. It just gets super overwhelming for me. I'm a highly sensitive person, empath, and I feel guilty as fuck when I do this. I don't know how many of y'all can relate. But I was talking to maybe two people, and the the people that I found I was talking to, again, not to demonize them, but they never wanted to hang out with me. And it was getting very frustrating because I'm sure as many of y'all can relate, if you're a millennial, um, you kind of, at least I want to, just kind of meet the person right away. Because why am I going to spend all my time, these weeks, these months, these days, texting, 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 possibly even calling a person, talking to someone, spending so much energy and attention on them, only to meet them in person and find out there is absolutely zero connection whatsoever. So I'm the type of girl that I am pretty confident when it comes to, um, like, instigating things and I don't want to have to be the person to initiate 24-7 because that kind of puts me in my masculine role but I found that a lot of the men I was attracting had more feminine characteristics where they were very passive and they didn't care if we hung out or they would blow me off and never want to hang out but they would want a texting buddy 24-7 so eventually I kind of kicked that in the bud and took maybe a month or so off of dating. So let's just say for time's sake, this brings us to June. June, I started talking to someone from my previous full-time job um, where I was a caseworker and he was the only hot guy in the office that, (laughs) that sound kind of like a dick thing to say, but he, let's just say he gave me something pretty to look at in the office. I know him and his girlfriend had recently just broke up. 
I thought he was hot. So I went for it, flirted, and we ended up seeing each other a couple of times. And I absolutely have nothing against this person. I actually think he's really chill and, you know, I would consider us acquaintances. But we were kind of looking for different things during this time. I thought maybe I'd want to pursue a relationship with this person. He was hooking up with multiple girls and it kind of, I just, there wasn't a really a connection. I'm someone that I, I'm very um, compassionate and I need someone that's also very in tune with their emotions and sensitive and empathic. Um, and this person, although he would make a great attorney, more power to him, he didn't really seem like the emotional kind. And we just weren't a match. So kind of let that die out. Took another month off of dating. And this brings us to July, August. So I was kind of talking to someone this whole time on the side. Um, this kid lived in Arkansas. And if you know me, you know I have a fetish for Southern accents. I literally think that a country accent on a man is the sexiest thing. He could be like 80 years old and he has a Southern accent and I'm just creaming my pants. I don't, I don't understand it myself, um, but this is my weakness. So I was kind of sexting and talking to this person from Arkansas that we were those people that followed each other on social media for like 10 years for whatever reason and never met was supposed to meet him um, when i took a trip to virginia over the summer he kind of blew me off and then i was like well fuck you then tyler um <laughs> so more blessings to him though hope you're doing well kid but anyway july rolls around and I start kind of liking developing this crush on one of my cousin's friends. And he was gorgeous, don't get me wrong, six foot four, bright blue eyes, super tan, dark hair, tall, dark, and handsome. Um, but this person seemed to have an addiction problem. And my cousin kind of warned me that this person, let's call him Joe, let's just say Joe was an alcoholic. And I knew this person wanted to fuck me because on 4th of July, we basically almost hooked up in my cousin's downstairs, but the ounce of integrity I had left, I wasn't going to fuck my cousin's friend in his, in his apartment. It just, it seemed not dignified and I try to be a classy woman. Um, so I was kind of pursuing this emotionally unavailable person for a couple of months trying to see him, trying to talk to him. I even asked him out and he kind of blew me off. So I was kicking myself in the foot, got super um, like disappointing after a while. And you would think that I would take this as a sign from the universe to work on myself and realize, well, why am I attracting all of these emotionally unavailable people? Could it possibly have something to do with my level of emotionally emotional availability? And I feel like during this time over the summer, I really didn't even want a relationship, to be quite honest with you, because my ex and I had broke up a couple months ago. I did not feel emotionally available. I kind of just wanted a companion, someone that I could have great sex with, go out with and have a good time with. But nothing I was trying had seemed to be working. So I ignored my intuition, went back on Tinder or Bumble or all of the above, and I went on one date. And this date, I had this intuitive nudge to not go. Something just fell off to me. Um, the person asked me to send a picture of myself and I said no and he kept pushing, which is a huge red flag for me. Needless to say, I went on this date, got sexually assaulted and it just put a really bad taste in my mouth. 
Again, I surprisingly harbor no ill feelings towards this person, although I would never want to see them again. But I know that people that hurt people aren't necessarily bad people. They're just wounded. So this kind of was a sign from God, universe, whatever you want to call it, that, okay, I attracted this, um, <laughs> this predator into my life who totally, like, disregarded my boundaries and violated me. Perhaps this means I should stop dating for a while and check it out, take a look, try to heal. Nope, your girl just went right back into it. So I then, it's September now, I then download a Hinge. And Hinge was kind of slow at first. Um, and then, out of nowhere, an old flame appeared. So let's call him... Um, let's call him Brian. So my old flame Brian reappears, he reemerges, And I think that this is a sign from the universe that we are meant to be together. Because why else would this old flame reemerge if it wasn't destiny? If it wasn't fate, right? Everything happens for a reason. I still stand by this, but just am implanting this idea for the purpose of the story. So this old flame hits me up and starts talking to me about how him and his ex recently broke up and he's really heartbroken and he would love to hang out again. So you would think that that was the warning sign I needed to kind of proceed with caution, but nope. I was like, oh, I want to help Brian. Brian is such a good guy. Brian, Brian, Brian. <laughs> so I get super excited and I hang out with Brian because we were seeing each other for a few months. We did meet in the psychiatric institution, by the way. Never a good idea, my friends. But I start hanging out with Brian, develop hardcore feelings again for Brian um, very quickly. And I asked Brian to go on a date. So Brian ignored my text when I sent him that. I was like, hey, look, Brian, like, I would love to take you out to dinner. Like, do you want to go to a restaurant maybe sometime? Completely ignores me. But I persist. I wanted things to work out with Brian. So I felt like shit. I ate it and I ignored it. A few days later, Brian hits me up. You want to hang? I hang out with him. Was ready at his every beck and call because at this point, I was so desperate. And this is where I'm getting to. Needless to say, Brian hurt my feelings, so I decided to tell Brian to kind of kindly fuck off and that I wasn't going to hit him up anymore. Long story short, if you want an update on Brian, he's back together with his girlfriend that he vented to me about. Not to blame Brian, because I understand we're all doing the best we can. However, when people show you who they are, believe them, all in all. So this brings me to October. Hooray for Hinge. I was still on Hinge, and I started talking to a couple different people. Went on a couple dates. Really nothing worked out. There was this one super awesome guy. Um, let's call him Mark. Mark was super awesome, super into metaphysics and highly emotionally intelligent and in enlightened, just cool as fuck. But again, I didn't really want a relationship and I felt like Mark did. So then I meet this other person. Let's call him Daniel. I meet Daniel. This is my last hinge story, I swear. And it was one of those kind of things where you feel that instant spark right away. You kind of like the person right off the bat without really knowing anything about them. So um, what did I call him? Daniel. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Bear with me. I'm getting to my point. 
<laughs> just a little backstory to give you some context so that you realize I am not perfect with this stuff. So Daniel and I go on one date. I instantly text my mom from the bathroom like, oh my God, I found the one mom. I'm so ready to get married to Daniel. He is the one. I am sure of it. I liked him. I was so frustrated after going on like 10 different dates and being ghosted and breadcrumbed. And I, I thought I finally found the right person. But sometimes when there's an instant flame with someone, that is also a red flag, my friends. So just beware what you find yourself attracted to, especially if you've been attracted to emotionally unavailable, toxic, abusive people in the past. Um, See what you're drawn to. It's interesting to observe how your comfort zone and, and what you feel is familiar can really kind of do you a disservice sometimes. Needless to say, I had a great time with Daniel. Probably could have drank a glass less of wine uh, if I'm being truthful with you, but I never heard from Daniel again. And after that, I was very upset because here's the thing. Over the summer, I looked the best I'd looked in years. I had this beautiful long blonde hair. I lost 30 pounds, 40 pounds on keto. Like I was feeling super confident and it just seemed like no matter how hard I tried, no matter how many different people I met, no matter how many dates I went on or what dating apps I chose, like everyone I was choosing was not choosing me back. And it fucking sucked. It is a shitty ass feeling. I'm sure all of us have been there on your quieted love, feeling rejected, thinking we're not good enough in some way, shape or form. So after that, I felt defeated and I was ready to throw in the towel And I said to myself, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to fuck the guy from June. So I call up the guy from June, have sex with him. This is the guy from my old job. And then I realized the next day that I am completely unfulfilled because I thought this whole time I just wanted to get laid. I just wanted to feel wanted. I wanted to feel desired and sexy. And all of us have this inherent desire in us to feel loved and accepted and good enough. And we always say we are either um, moving towards pain or moving away from pain and moving towards pleasure. So in this instance, I was really operating out of a place of total ego and fear and just complete apathy and victimization and feeling sorry for myself and thinking I just wanted love. I just wanted someone to choose me that I chose. So I fucked this guy from my job in October. It was like a week before Halloween. Um, That was kind of a scary experience also uh, for reasons I won't go into. But a few days after I had sex with this guy that I knew I kind of really didn't like, I knew I didn't see a future with, I just kind of wanted to get laid because it had been so long. It felt like I said to myself, you know what, Lauren, grow the fuck up. Put some big girl panties on, take some responsibility, be accountable, and realize that if everything seems to be crumbling around you, if you think that the problem is everyone else, if you keep saying, oh, there's no good guys left, there's no good girls left, everyone sucks, dating sucks, people suck, no one want anything serious these days, everyone I find is just so fucking shitty. You keep saying that, which I was. I'm right there with you, my love. You have to take a good hard ass look in the fucking mirror because everyone else isn't the problem. You are attracting these people and you are having these experiences for a reason, my friend. 
So I kid you not, I delete all the dating apps. I tell this one guy that I thought I was possibly interested in the really nice one that was into the law of attraction. I tell him how I honestly feel that I'm really not looking for a relationship. I don't think we're on the same page. I think we want different things. And, you know, I'd still be down to be friends because I felt more of a platonic connection with this person. Um, He was really great. It honestly wasn't him. He totally respected it and like wished me well, which was very mature. And I felt like shit. I'm like, damn it. Why can't I pursue something with this guy? Like the one nice guy. So recognize your patterns. Um... Literally, the day after that happened, the day after I deleted the dating apps and said, I'm done with dating, I need to look at myself. Clearly, something's not right. Something's not working. And I just let it go. And I said, all right, I'm going to take a break from dating for however many months I need to for the rest of the fucking year. <laughs> Focus on me. Doing doing me. Flying solo. The next day, it was Halloween, I met my Nikki my soulmate, my baby, my, my boyfriend. Um, I met him literally. It was instantaneously. I'm not even kidding. It's like when you aren't looking for it, as cliche as this sounds, cliches are true because for a reason they're said often because they are true. When I didn't even want love, it's kind of like when you are turned off by what you thought you wanted so badly, that is when it comes. And it is so much based on energy it's like this boomerang effect and I met Nick who is my soulmate who is honestly I think he's like the best person I've met at least one of them he's everything I could ever want to be in a person he is so generous he is so fucking loving and kind and he's so selfless and mature and smart and just he makes me so happy and I know that we bring out the best of each other. And I I honestly am head over heels in love with him. Um, and it's so funny because I wasn't even looking for love. I thought I was just looking for a fuck buddy. So what is my point? Are you blocking your soulmate? Are you finding yourself consistently frustrated and defeated and disappointed in the dates you were going on and the dating apps and this whole online dating? I know it's the age of COVID. How do you even meet people anymore if you aren't on these apps? Well, I'm telling you because I've seen this with so many of my friends and I mean this in the most kind, loving way possible. If this is you, your problem isn't the people you are dating. You are the problem. It's your desperation and your thirst for attention that is the problem. Now, if this makes you angry, if you start, you know, getting pissed off, well, fuck you, fuck you. I am not coming at you from a place of judgment. I'm coming at you from a place of empathy because I have been there. I was there a couple months ago and I can't say if I didn't meet Nick, if I would be on the apps or not, but I know this is what the issue is because I see it with so many of my girlfriends, those people that get out of a relationship and the next day, the next week, they're relationship hoppers they are never single they can't be alone they're always looking for the next best thing they're always looking for someone to occupy their time i mean this in the sweetest way it is because they are to some extent weak and i've been weak in my own ways but there's some sort of very strong unapologetic confidence that comes in being able to be alone in being able to sit with yourself in being happily single and celebrating you. 
Because if we need someone 24-7, if we can't be alone, if we always have to be distracted by social media or the dating apps, it most likely is coming from you need attention, you need a distraction, you can't look at yourself, you can't be alone and sit with yourself. Because I gotta tell you, from the last two days being isolated and quarantined in my house, it can get kind of lonely pretty quick. And as I stated earlier, we're either moving away towards pain and moving or moving moving towards pleasure. Excuse me. We think that this person, once we get the perfect person, once we meet our soulmate, once we find that girlfriend or boyfriend, that we will be happy. But it's it's just an uphill losing battle because once we obtain that thing, remember when you wanted a new car, remember when you wanted the job, remember when you wanted yada, 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 you thought it would make you happy and then you get it and then you just find something else to focus on. And I've realized this issue because my therapist would always tell me, Lauren, you're seeking attention. Lauren, take a break from dating. Lauren, attention, desperation, wanting to be loved, feeling not chosen, feeling not good enough, feeling inherently flawed. These are all of our core wounds. And until we really shed a light on these shadows of ourselves, which we all have, we will keep attracting them and attracting them, manifesting them, same person, different face kind of thing until we heal the experience. And I noticed this, um, the last two days I was on Instagram a whole heck of a lot more and I have an iPhone and on the iPhone, they have this really neat setting where you can restrict your time on certain apps. So I put to Instagram an hour. I can only spend an hour on Instagram a day. And yesterday I reached my time limit for the first time in a long time and I was kicked off of Instagram. And then I noticed it again today. So I made the time limit shorter. I said 45 minutes and I'm already kicked off. Um, When I set the time limit for 45 minutes, it immediately kicked me off. And this all comes down to willpower and self-control, which have been some of my sore spots. But you don't even realize you're doing it. It's so mindless and it's so like... It's such a habitual thing that we rely on these apps for instant gratification. And you could say to me, Lauren, I'm not attention seeking, but then why do you keep seeking validation from other people? And it's so easy to say, well, I'm happy with myself. I am happy being alone. It's just kind of there for the back, for background, for when I get bored. It's just kind of there because it's entertaining. You can make as many excuses as you want to, but I promise you, if you've been on the apps for an extended period of time, whether that's a month or three months or six months or a year, it's funny with uh, Tinder and Bumble and all those I've downloaded them a couple times in the last like 10 months and from month one to month 10, I saw the same people (laughs) on that shit. And um, I really don't mean to sound facetious or like critical when I say this, it's all coming from a good place because I want to shed some light and share some personal insight and my own experience to hopefully help someone else come to a realization that every action we make is an action that is based off of love or an action that's based off of fear. So if you think you don't have a problem, if you think you're not addicted to these dating apps, I would delete them then. Because if this is triggering you and making you angry, um, it's probably because it resonates with you on some sort of deep, possibly unconscious level. So if it's that easy, if you really don't need the apps, if you really are that secure in yourself 
delete the app then. You wouldn't have any issue getting off of the dating apps if you weren't reliant on them. So I really invite you today today to delete it for a day and see. See how often you go to your phone. See how often you go to check it. See how many urges you get because it really is an addiction. And in that time, just notice what comes up, whether you have it deleted for an hour, a day, push it to a week, and I would suggest pushing it to a month. In that time, when you notice those urges and that resistance and that anger and that boredom coming up and that loneliness, all the things that the apps kind of disguise and push down so we don't have to work on, really meditate or journal on it and notice what's coming up. Use that time you would be using to talk to people, to swipe to get matches, use that to work on yourself. And you may be asking, well, Lauren, I listen to this because I want to find out how to get my soulmate. If you continue to do something that's not working, you're just going to get the same results. And what is it? They say insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting different results. I, this the day that I deleted the app, the next day, I literally met my soulmate. And it's not about doing something to get something because then that's just coming from ego and that's coming from wanting to distract and temporarily relieve pain. It's not about, oh, I'll delete the app so then I can meet my soulmate the next day because the universe doesn't know time. Anything is fucking possible. The universe is limitless and it does not know time. So it could be a day, it could be a month, it could be a week, a year. I don't know how long it will take for you. But it's when you are fully aligned and ready for something, that is when it will manifest. You are blocking your soulmate from coming, from doing these self-sabotaging and self-defeating and self-punishing things. Because if you've had no success with the apps for the last, I don't know, six weeks or six months, why are you still on it? It's because you are scared. And I, I understand where that fear comes from because... It can be very scary to be alone because then we get lonely and then we start thinking and possibly we're using these apps to get over someone and distract ourselves. But that is the issue. I don't think it matters how you will meet your soulmate, when it will happen, where it will happen. Just know that it will happen. And once you fully trust that and you let go of it, as I always say, you have to believe it could be yours, be open to receive it, and then surrender it and give it up to God. I met Nick through a friend and I had known Nick like a few weeks prior and I wasn't interested in him him at all. (laughs) Um, And it's nothing against him, but like, I just didn't think of him that way. The universe will line up all the right people and places and synchronicities into your life to make it happen for you when you are ready. But we are, we are subconsciously blocking it because we are stuck in the same old pattern of swipe, text, block, ghost. And the online dating world is frankly frankly really disturbing to me because before I started um, online dating with Hinge and all that stuff in the spring, I was in a relationship for almost two years and I forgot how hard the dating world is because I started putting myself out there and getting vulnerable and it... It was very disappointing and I think not enough people come to dating with integrity. A lot of people are acting out of immaturity and I found very few people that were courageous and dignified in the dating experience. We kind of um, 
we treat people like objects, we objectify them and we throw them away and we don't even know them, but we block them and it's just rude. And I invite you to follow that simple golden rule of treat people how you would like to be treated. Just be honest. If you're not interested in someone, just tell them. You don't have to block them and hope they get the hint. I mean, you could do that. You really don't owe a stranger you met once for an hour for a cup of coffee, anything. But people appreciate transparency. And I'm really learning the importance of honesty and communication. Communicate. You know, you could easily tell when someone's not emotionally available. They'll cancel on you. They'll ghost you. They'll come back around. Um, And no one deserves that. And we've all done it. I've done it. I've hurt people. And people have hurt me. But... A big issue for a lot of people our age in your 20s or 30s or teens is we keep focusing on how can I get love? Is this person good enough for me? Are they living up to my standards? And we've been taught that we need to not give and we need to receive and we have to be stronger emotionally and close and cut off and don't trust people until they give you, you know, they prove themselves to you. And it's all about ourselves. It's a very selfish, um, self-centered mindset that we've developed. And I've found that when we stop trying to get love and we focus more on giving love and becoming love and loving, that that is when everything will work out. That is when you are happiest, when you're joyful and giving gratitude and appreciation for others and it's not to say become selfless and become a doormat and don't say no it's about honoring yourself and speaking your truth but doing so in a way that's not only serving to you and this is something that I've recently started learning when I began studying A Course in Miracles Um, I would highly suggest A Course in Miracles but When you become and embody that very thing you are trying to attract, that is when it will manifest. Stop trying to seek love outside of you and start to really cultivate that love inside of you. Because if you really did love yourself, you wouldn't attract people that couldn't love you. And if you did attract them, you would kind of get rid of them and say... I send you love and light and bless you and thank you for what you were teaching me, but I send you on your merry way because we attract that which we think we deserve or that which we are used to as much as we might hate it and say we despise it. It is universal energetic law. So instead of seeking love from someone else today, I invite you to take a look at yourself and think, how can I give love today? Where can I notice and see and appreciate love around me? It could be in something nice. Someone commented on your post. It could be in someone smiling at you, someone holding the door. There's so many opportunities to share and spread love every single day. So instead of focusing and concentrating on where you aren't receiving love, because if you are familiar with LOA, you will continue to attract that. Instead of noticing that it's not there, notice where it is. How could you be a more loving friend? How could you be a more loving daughter, sister, cousin, dog walker? (laughs) I don't know. Um, And focus on that today. Take a break from the dating apps, and I mean it. 
I mean it, I swear, I promise you, you will thank me later. There's a time and place for dating and dating apps, but I'm speaking to those of you who have been running on this hamster wheel and feel so frustrated and fed up and like nothing is working, this is for you. I promise it will happen when it's supposed to and when you are ready. Everything does. And really reflect on what has dating been teaching you and showing you about yourself, areas that you need to work on, areas you need to improve, and just watch as miracles unfold. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that this is helpful to someone. If you like it, please share, subscribe, leave a comment, send love. I'm thinking about doing one-on-one spiritual coaching, um, auric readings and energy readings. And next episode, hopefully I'll talk more about communicating with the other side and how to start reading energy and seeing auras and things like that. So if I do have any psychic mediums that listen to me, um, I would really be honored to have a conversation with you. If you're interested in coming on the show, um, please feel free to reach out. I hope you're enjoying Sup Witches. Thanks again for listening. Have a wicked day.